Shalom, this is Hannah Nesher speaking to you from Voice for Israel Ministries. I am here in the mountains of Judea. It's a beautiful, beautiful fall day in the land of Israel. And I want to share a message with you that I really hope and pray is going to strengthen us in our faith. Because in order to get through these last days, we really need to have our faith just really operating and strong and we need to be strong and a good courage and there's so many things that come to sort of weaken us in our faith and go through trials and different things so I want to share this podcast message about um, how important it is to have faith you know it says without faith it's impossible to, pl to please God and the opposite of faith is this thing called unbelief unbelief or I think we've all been there where we just say you know I just don't even know if I can believe anymore and so I want to talk about um, how really dangerous it is to to entertain this what's called in the Bible an evil heart of unbelief um, you know I think sometimes we think of sins um, that God hates you know things like adultery and um, you know, sexual sins and lying and stealing and cheating and all. And of course, he he hates all those things, all those sins. But there is this sin that's actually just kind of a, a mentality or, or, you know, an attitude, something, a heart attitude that um, can have really um, serious consequences. So let's just take a look at this. All right. It says in Hebrews chapter 3, verse 12, Beware, brethren, lest it, there be in any of you an evil heart of unbelief in departing from the living God. So this unbelief will cause us to depart from the living God. You know, God's alive and he's at work and he, his power is unlimited. But when we stop believing, when we have this, what's called the evil heart of unbelief, we depart from the living God. And unbelief is such a dangerous thing. Yeshua rebuked people for their unbelief. You know, when he rose from the dead, he appeared to Mary of Magdala and um, she ran to tell them and they didn't believe her. And later when he showed up, hey, shalom, you know, hi guys. Uh, he rebuked them for their unbelief. That's in Mark 16, 14. You know, I believe that God has blessings for us, but in order to receive these blessings, we need to have faith and unbelief the lack of faith can just rob us of the blessings that God by all means intends for us to have. I want to look at this one story that's in the book of uh, 2 Kings chapter 7. And this is a time when the people of, of Israel were being besieged in Samaria by the enemy and they were starving. They were, they were near death. It was a terrible, terrible time. And at this time, there was the prophet of God was Elisha. And he made this prophecy that although there was like not even any food to be had at this time and everyone was starving and even eating their own children that had died there, they he said that at this time, the next day, food is going to be so cheap. You're going to be able to buy a ton of it for just like a shekel. You know, basically it's going to be cheap as borscht paraphrasing. And so there was this officer of the king of Israel. He basically didn't really believe it. You know, he said, yeah, sure. Right. And uh, 
he scoffed at the prophecy of the man of God. And so Elisha said, okay, you're going to see it, but you're not going to eat of it. You're going to see it, but you're not going to benefit by it. And that is exactly what happened. Because through this miraculous chain of events, it started out with these four lepers and their outrageous act of faith. They uh, were sitting there. They were being besieged. They had nothing to eat. And they said, look, we are going to die anyways. Why should we just sit here till we die? Let's just go out, take a chance, take a risk and see what happens. And so they overcame their fear. And they went out and they, by a miracle, they plundered the tents of the Syrians. They were saved from starvation. Not only did they save themselves, but they brought back the plunder to Israel. That's a whole nother message I talk about, about the Messianic Jews being sort of considered outcasts and leopards. And yet we have the, the message of salvation for our people, Israel. And so the lepers brought the plunder back to Israel and they had so much, there was so much abundance. And what happened is that the people just ran for the food and the King's officer saw it, but he was trampled at the gate. He never got to eat it. This is in second Kings seven seventeen. And so if we have unbelief in our hearts, we're never going to be able to really, um, reap the benefits of the blessings that God has for us. You know, this, this sin, it's not a wrong action. It's a wrong attitude, you know, and Yeshua talked a lot about our attitudes. He said that it's not just adultery. That's a sin, but even lusting after someone in our heart is a sin. You know, he, he says not just murder that will be judged, but if we hate somebody in our heart. So a lot of what we need to deal with is not just, you know, how we can act on the outside in public, but, what is going on in our hearts? And this sin of unbelief, uh, it, it resides in our heart. The Bible calls that the evil heart of unbelief. And I think there are a lot of people that they go to the Kela, they go to the congregation, even go to church, and they're sitting there and inside maybe thinking, I, I don't believe a word of this, you know, when the pastor or the preacher or whatever is preaching the promises of God and, and they're just like, not not for me I don't, I don't believe it and uh we need to expose that because that is uh from the kingdom of darkness that those are lies and we need to expose it bring it out to the light because it, it's really important you know it was this out of everything that the israelites did wrong it was the sin of unbelief that kept them out of the promised land and you know what god has a promised land for us too and it we will be not able to enter in to that promised land, to the promises of God, if we've got unbelief in our hearts. I just want to read you this one scripture from Hebrews where it says, who, having heard, rebelled? Was it not all who came out of Egypt led by Moses? Now with whom was he angry for 40 years? Was it not those who sinned, whose corpses fell in the wilderness? You know, it, Israel, the, most of the Israelites wandered for 40 years in the wilderness, and then they just died there. In the wilderness, it says their carcasses were, were scattered all over the wilderness, and God was angry with them. To whom did he swear that they would not enter his rest? But to those who did not obey. So we see that they could not enter in because of what? Because of unbelief. It doesn't say because of idolatry. It doesn't say because of, of sexual immorality. 
It doesn't say because of their, it says because of their unbelief. I suppose when we have unbelief, then we engage in all these other things because we don't really believe that God sees everything and hears everything that we're doing. And therefore we engage in these things that are, that are sin. But I, unbelief, it's, it's the opposite of faith. It's the opposite of believing God. You know, without faith, it's impossible to please God. And God was so angry with the Israelites because, simply because they didn't have faith in him. You know, can you imagine after everything he did for them? He, he brought them out of Egypt with the, the, all the miracles, all the 10 plagues. You know, he did an amazing, um, miraculous deliverance. He parted the Red Sea. He rained down manna from heaven. He brought water out from a rock. And in spite of all these things, they still really didn't believe God. And we can say, oh, wow, wow, these guys, come on, you know, but Really, when we think about it, sometimes we're the same way. You know, God does one miracle for us after another, and yet we so quickly forget what he's done for us. And the next time we're facing a challenge, the next time we're facing uh, an impossible situation, a crisis, a financial crisis, or relationship, or whatever it is, again, we're, we're, we're struggling with faith to believe God. Can he do it? You know, this is what it says in Psalm 78. I'm starting at verse 19. It says, they spoke against God and they said, can God prepare a table in the wilderness? You imagine they said, can he? Like, is he able to? After everything that God did, all the miracles, he, can God prepare a table in the wilderness? So it says, behold, he struck the rock and waters gushed out and the streams overflowed. And then they said, well, can he give bread also? Can he provide meat for his people? You know, we look at that and we think they're crazy, but don't we do the same? You know, uh, can God provide? Can God provide in this situation? I'm a single mom. Can God provide for us? Can God provide for this project that I want to do, this, this missions trip that I want to go on? Can he provide for all these bills that are sitting in front of me? And that, that's what they were asking. Can God provide? And it says, therefore, the Lord heard this. So he hears everything we say. And he was furious. So a fire was kindled against Jacob and anger came up against Israel because why? They did not believe in God and did not trust in his salvation. That's Psalm 78, 19 to 22. They were had unbelief in their hearts. Can God do it? You know, we also sometimes question God, you know, uh, can he can he pull us through this one? Can he do something in this situation? You know. And it says um, in verse 42 to 43, it says, yes, again and again, they tempted God. They limited the Holy One of Israel, Kadosh Israel. I want to say that again. They limited the Holy One of Israel. And, you know, often we do that. We might think, okay, well, maybe God could do this, but I don't think he could do that. You know, whereas the word of God says that God is able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above and beyond anything we could ever think or ask or imagine. And you know how we limit God is in our own belief system, our own heart, our heart of unbelief. You know, we just forget all the miracles that God has done for us in the past and we just again wonder, can God save me out of this one? Can God do something with this? And so often I pray, I, I don't want to limit the Holy One of Israel with our unbelief. So you think, well, God's unlimited. We can't limit God. Well, I don't know about that. Because if we look at Yeshua, 
when he was in his uh, hometown, he couldn't do anything, basically, because of their unbelief. It says he did not do many miracles there because of their lack of faith or their unbelief, Matthew 13, 58. Now they said, wow, isn't this Yeshua, you know, Joseph's son, the carpenter's son? What? Can he do miracles? You know, they didn't believe, they had unbelief. And so that limited him. He couldn't do anything there because of their unbelief. And so we need to deal with the unbelief in our heart so that God can do everything that he wants to do in our lives. Amazing things that will do mighty exploits in his name. Because here is the alternative. You know, sometimes we have to look at like opsia A, opsia B, you know, okay, if we don't live a life of outrageous, radical faith, you know, where we're not limiting the Holy One of Israel, what is the opposite? What happens if we do live with fear and unbelief and doubt? What is the end result of unbelief? Well, it says in verse 33, because of their unbelief, therefore their days he consumed in futility and their years in fear. That, what a horrible way to end their life. You know, I think when we're younger, we think we've got all the time in the world. When we get older, we realize, hmm, I only have so much time and only God knows to make a difference here on earth. We certainly don't want our days to be consumed in futility and our years in fear. That is not how I want to live. I'm sure that's not how any of you want to live. And you know, when we have unbelief, all we're, we're, we're in fear. All we're trying to do is, is stay safe because we want to know what's going to happen. And we live in this small little futile world of fear and doubt. And you know, that being said, we know that God is a God of compassion and mercy, and he pities us as a father pities his children. He knows that we're but dust. We're made out of the dust of the earth. He knows our human weaknesses, and I am probably chief sinner of them all because we, we all wrestle with doubt and unbelief at times when we go through things. We wonder, where is God? Can God do anything with this? You know, so he has compassion for us, but he wants us to reach out to him to receive the faith that we need, you know, even on a daily basis. I was um, looking at this, this account in scripture where Yeshua came across this man who had been, who, who had a son who was tormented by evil spirits since he was born and they kept throwing him into the fire and he's fall, you know, sounded kind of like an epileptic fits, but the father said to Yeshua, if you can do anything, have compassion on us and help us. You know, he didn't say, um, you know, here's my son, heal him. You know, he just said, if you can do anything, if you can do anything, that's the big word, if. And I think sometimes we we talk to like that, like that to God, you know, if you can do anything with me, oh God, <laughs> go ahead, here I am. You know, and Yeshua said to him, if you can believe, then all things are possible to him who believes. You know, a lot of times we like to say, okay, all things are possible with him, with God, all things are possible. But Yeshua added to him who believes. And I love this because the father in all humility, he didn't try to pretend that he had more faith than he did. He cried out in humility and he said with tears, with crying, he said, Lord, I believe, but help my unbelief. Help me in my unbelief. And I, I believe that we can do that. Yeshua 
will hear our cries and see our inability to overcome our unbelief in certain situations. He'll see the, the desperateness of our situation. And if we say, Lord, I believe, help my unbelief, help me to overcome this and to believe, I believe he will meet us where we are. When we in humility admit to him, we confess our unbelief, we con confess our, our lack of faith, and he will give us that faith we need. We can pray, Lord, I believe, help my unbelief. And God will give us a faith, you know, because faith is not passive. Faith, you know, steps out and said, why should we sit here till we die? Faith is is like Caleb and Joshua, the only ones who entered the promised land, who said, let us go up at once, for we are well able. Faith says, with God's help, I can do this. Faith says, God can do anything. And faith says, I can do all things through the Messiah who strengthens me. Faith will step out on the waters. It'll step out into the unknown. Faith will step into the river while it's still flowing and expect the waters part. Faith takes the first step. It doesn't wait on the banks of the river until the waters part and then take a little, put a little toe in the river. You know, faith is like, like Abraham that will just leave his homeland and go to a place that he doesn't even know where he's going. And he just trusts that God will show him the way and show him where he is to go. Faith is, is someone who takes a leap off the cliff and trust that the Lord will either catch us if we fall, he will bear us up on eagle's wings, or he will give us angels to catch us and give us a soft landing. God says that the righteous are bold as a lion. And we need that faith that makes us bold as a lion that will take a risk instead of living in unbelief that just tries to play it safe and ends up living a futile fearful life. So this is our choice. God gives us free will. It's our choice. So let us pray, Lord, I believe, help my unbelief. Let's pray for the faith of Joshua and Caleb that can rise up and shine and say, we are well able through our God. We shall do valiantly. It is he who shall tread down our enemies. And by my God, I shall leap over a wall and run against a troop. If God be for us, who dare be against us? If God be for us, who can stop us? Im Elohimitano, Miya Amodnegdeno, Im Elohimitano, Miya Atsor Atano. Who can stop us? I want to be, and I believe that you also want to be someone who has the chutzpah to say, Ah, Lord God, you have made the heavens and the earth by thy great power and nothing is too difficult for thee. Nothing is too difficult for thee. So I just pray that you will look at the situations that you're facing in your life, the challenges you're facing in your life, and you will look at that and you will say, I refuse to limit the Holy One of Israel. Nothing is too difficult for thee. I'll end up with this scripture from 2 Chronicles 20, 20. It says, believe in the Lord your God and you shall be established. Believe in his prophets and you shall prosper. Amen. Amen. So thank you for listening. 
Uh, if you enjoyed this podcast, follow it. You can follow the podcast, share it with a friend. Uh, you can subscribe to our YouTube channels. Besides the podcast, we also have um, YouTube videos. We've got a Voice for Israel Facebook page. We send out a free online uh, Messianic Jewish Torah study on the Parashot every Friday. You can go on our website, voiceforisrael.net, and just sign up there for free. And better yet, come on our spectacular upcoming Sea Israel tour that is happening this November for singles and next April for just a general Jewish Roots tour. So that's also on the website. You can get all the information. So shalom from Israel. Thank you so much for listening. May the Lord bless you and keep you in Yeshua's name.